Hi, thanks for joining us today for another episode. And we're excited to have a guest with us today who is a dyslexic adult, and he has some very encouraging words for you at home. If you have dyslexic children, how to help them. And if you're dyslexic yourself, how not to give up on yourself. I want to bring to the stage Greg Wood. Come on, Greg. Nice to have you here today. Uh, thanks for having me. <laughs> uh, it's uh, it's wonderful to get on and just share kind of uh, a little bit of my story. So. Um, yeah, my name's Greg Wood, and uh, I'm originally from Brandon, Manitoba, Canada, but uh, I live now in Melita, Manitoba, Canada, so it's just down by the U.S. border. And uh, yeah, I've been dyslexic all my life. I'll turn uh, 41 here in another week or so next week. <laughs> so um, yeah, long journey on it, but uh, it started when I was young. So um, I was diagnosed now. I can't remember if I was diagnosed when I was three or four. Um, it could be even a little bit sooner, but right in and around that age, I was diagnosed. So um, to start off, I was grateful that I was at least diagnosed and that I had a parent. Uh, came from a single parent home. Um, my mom and my grandma raised me uh, a lot. So my mom made sure right away um, to go get uh, some hearing tests done and some learning disability tests done. And then um, went and created uh, what is called the learning disability group or committee in Brandon, Manitoba. So uh, anybody can go to that place and they can learn um, kind of what we went through to start with. There'll be programs there. I, I don't know how good the programs are. Uh, I've been away from it for a good chunk of time. But uh, no, I, I was quite happy to be diagnosed. So, um, but then I still didn't understand what was going on. So um, struggled a, a lot of my life with, um, getting pulled out of something that I would like. So uh, when you, you example, got into school, I, yeah. You got um, pulled, got out, pulled of out of PE. <laughs> uh, yeah, out of PE instead of say, pulling me out of math or English. Um, but uh, I look back on it now and I am grateful for the fact that I did get pulled um, out of that uh, um, and had the extra learning. Um, do I still have to, to spell out or use autocorrect to spell out big? Um, words, of course I do. I, I'm always going to have dyslexia for the rest of my life. It's, it's just as I've gone on, which I'll get into, um, my feeling on dyslexia and uh, has changed. So school-wise, um, yes, got uh, got help but struggled. Um, was pulled into uh, the principal's office. Well, actually, sorry, let me back up a little bit. So. Um, I had to repeat grade one. And at that point in time, I remember we we talked a little bit about this before. And uh, you know what it came to mind? Um, I was pretty sad that I didn't get to go ahead with my my friends. I, I was, I wouldn't say. Oops, you're a little cut out a little bit. Oops, you kind of glitched. Didn't understand. Better than oh, uh, grade I, one. I was feeling better... kind of probably a little bit dis. Uh, Oh, okay. Sorry. Uh, so in, in grade one, um, yeah. So I had to repeat grade one um, and didn't understand, but what was feeling a little bit low there that I had to go back. Um, couldn't understand why I was going back. Um, probably a little frustrated. I probably had a lot of negative feelings there that I couldn't go ahead with my friends and, and didn't understand why I was, was held back. Uh, do I look back on it now? It probably was the right thing to do. It was mm -hmm. probably smart of 
the teachers and all around decision on teachers and my mom's part to to hold me back. I think it was more maybe the teachers feeling on that, but looking back on it, it probably still was the right right decision going back through and, mm-hmm. and relearning grade one. Um, so sometime in and around from one to six, um, I was pulled into the principal's office and uh, was told that I'd never graduate out of grade six. He had that really fixed mindset that uh, uh, he's dyslexic, he's got learning issues, he'll never accomplish anything. So um, that was the first part of uh, never giving up. And that was both ingrained from myself and from my mom to uh, prove people wrong when they say, you know, something, you know, you can't do something, uh, <laughs> go ahead and uh, you'll prove them wrong. So I love that. Uh, got out of grade, uh, grade six and um moved up i i had a couple so that principal didn't stay um he's he was the start off of of what uh, was going on and then um near the end of like grade six i think more grade maybe four to five or six um there was a, a new principal came in and he was a lot more um okay with uh you know the learning issues and, and helping as best he can. I mean, the at that point in time with the the division, the school division, the the curriculum um, still didn't really go towards um, people with learning disabilities. But when he came in, he was a lot better of a a principal, more down to earth, always encouraging. Um, and I to this day, if I see him, I have a, a probably a first name basis i could call him by his first name and, and have a, a great relationship with that one um the old one if i see him depending on the day um with some people like that they they are um he'll talk but he won't uh, necessarily have a conversation and then uh, my one other one that i really enjoyed really well was uh, my grade six teacher um mr stallard and he's moved about in in the um school division and i think now he's a principal at one of the other school uh that i know of of the last time uh that i was in town so um that was grade one to six um some struggles but you know got through them uh what i would suggest to parents um and and i know that i'm going to have this conversation with even uh some friends of mine that are are good friends that have learning disability people Find something that your kid is interested in uh, and then sit down with really with good. them and, and enjoy that and talk about it with them. Hey, why is this important to you? Why does this, what's in, what ca- catches your interest with this? I had a great um, uncle that did that. I still remember my, my time. Um, it was, it was either a Thanksgiving. I think it was a Thanksgiving and uh, we rotated Thanksgiving through the family and uh, it was our time, my mom and, and I, to, to host while with my grandma. And uh, I was playing video games. And he came in a little bit earlier. And before I turned it off, he sat right down right beside me and, uh, you know, had a conversation on, hey, what are you playing? You know, what's what's going on? What's, uh, um, what's happening in your life? And just made a, a conscious effort to, you know, see what was going on and, and um I really enjoyed that. Unfortunately, uh, as I moved along, um, he passed away when I was younger. So 
Um, again, I, I didn't totally understand. I think I was seven when he passed away. I knew something was wrong. I knew something had happened, um, but I just couldn't comprehend, uh, you know, why was everybody sad? Why, you know, can I not see that uncle anymore? Um, you know, I, I get it now, but when I was younger, I just, I just couldn't comprehend. So, but I, I truly uh, am grateful for all my memories with him. He, he always took the time um, to uh, sit down and, or he would even take me under his wing. He was a construction worker. He owned his own company. He would take me to the company. He'd take me out to dog shows. He would just, you know, spend time. So kind of find out what interested you. Hey, let me ask you. um, It's fascinating that you pay attention to detail artistically, right? Right. Tell me, because that's one of the strengths of dyslexic people. They're either entrepreneurs, they're really good at the arts, and that has many uh, looks, many faces to it. And they're good as engineers and architects. So let the audience know what kind of detailed work you're doing and then share with them what you went to college, because I know about your interest for college. Okay, so um, detail uh, detail cars. So kind of quickly with my... um, my work life, I spent a lot of it in fast food, uh, and I spent a lot of it with Graveyard. Um, that worked into going to university. Uh, I didn't want to accumulate debt, um, student debt, so I quickly, I would only, sorry, I would I would quickly do just a couple um, courses uh, a time when I was doing um, university. So um, with that, it worked a lot of nights. So it was a lot of my uh Sleeping in class, unfortunately, I uh, didn't want to do that. <laughs> but uh, with the graveyard, you got to find somewhere where you're um, you're going and where, uh, where where you can catch up a little bit of sleep. So uh, okay. I did sleep a lot through a lot of my classes. Uh, I did pass those classes. Don't don't get don't get me now, wrong. Did you there, get but, accommodations uh, for those classes? Uh, I did. Yes. So uh, all the way sleeping through my was university, one of them. <laughs> Yeah, there was uh, a lot of extracurricular stuff um, with the university. And I do see that a lot of the universities are tying that in now. Um, there, I, I can't remember what it's actually due, but I got, uh, so I got extra time for assignments uh, and I got extra time for tests and um, just wherever I could, could get help, um, I could. So there was extra people there that could, look over my papers if I need it. My mom was a lot of my help. Um, mm-hmm. My mom, I I would read all the books for, say, my history. Um, so I did history as a minor. Uh, speeding it up in grade 12, I got a D in history uh, just to, to kind of tie it in. But I knew right away that I was still going to do history as my minor and physical uh, education as my um, my major. So because uh, you love those, those areas. You struggled yes. in history, but was it your mom that helped bring it to life to you? Uh, no, I just, I enjoy history. Uh-huh. I, I quite, uh, the imagination you can create of all those old leaders from way back in the, all the dynasties, any, any kind of dynasty or something that uh, is important that's happened in history, say Alexander the Great, um, all those kind of conquering kind of things, all those um, empires, um, those were all imagination things that uh, yeah. dys- dyslexics are very good at to use their imagination to create anything that they want. So 
um, I tied history into that. So even though I knew I struggled, uh, partly my own fault in high school, I just didn't really want to study when I needed to. Um, that all changed when I got to uh, university. I had seen, because my mom working at the university, I had seen one of the history tests. So I knew what I was getting myself into. I understood that it was a lot different doing history in university than doing history, say, in high school. And if I could go back, uh, I would think um, that I, I would want to change up the, the curriculum a little bit um, with history just in high school. Uh, they Those grade 11 and 12 years, they don't really accommodate and get people ready for university. Um, they It's a big cultural shock for a lot of kids. I've seen a lot of my, even my, my own friends that had A's and B's in high school and were top of their class that became C's and dropped out of university just because mm. of the, just the, the plateau between yeah. grade 11 and 12 to get you ready for university. Now I've also seen straight A's and brilliant kids do the same thing in university. But it's usually that culture shock really changes kids. They just can't, they don't understand, oh, wow, this is a huge change. So I'd already kind of seen that. So I knew, okay, I knew I was still going to struggle, but I was still going to do history because I liked it. It was something that I enjoyed. So I could re- I could latch on to that. So let me ask through, you a question. When sure. you hear the statistics that 30, okay, now in the United States, 35% of high school dropouts are dyslexic. Doesn't that speak to something's not being done correctly? Yeah. They're just more help. uh, That's the biggest thing is just being more down to earth. Like you could change the whole curriculum in school, just to change it a little bit, just to accommodate and and add a little bit more. There's so many resources now that I'm finding being in dyslexic groups and, and I'll get to how, that came about that I got into those dyslexic groups really soon, but there's, there's so much resources and it, and depending on who you connect with, especially with this call who I'm connecting with right here Mm -hmm. is she's got huge amounts of curriculum for um, (laughs) dyslexics. So um, reach out (laughs) if if you need to, (laughs) Uh, if if I'm plugging uh, a little plug, I'll plug in there, but no, there, there, there is huge stuff out there now. There wasn't when we were growing up, but I do see it a lot now. Um, so speeding through, uh, finish my university degree, but it took me 17 and a half years doing it part-time <laughs> and doing a graveyard. It's amazing uh, that you I stayed still, motivated. Gosh. Yeah. <laughs> uh, there was times. Uh, I mean, my first year, uh, I kind of had older students as friends, so I... I had to sneak around a little bit in university that first year with my mom working at the university because, uh, you know, there's eyes and ears all over the place. So if I happened to be ending up in a, a bar or something like that, um, <laughs> I, I couldn't I, I couldn't hide. Right. Because my mom had eyes and ears all over the place. So um, those first couple of years, I probably took a little bit longer, almost was failed out of university, but still um, pushed through still because of my history was kind of my marks that were you know a little bit lower than my physical education marks but I still pushed on because I knew that that's what I wanted to do so once I put my mind to something um I don't 
care how long it takes. I'm going to do it. So uh, now I, I just, tell, tell the audience about um, your your marketing um, career right now, too. So you're doing two jobs? Sure. So um, about three years ago, uh, my wife uh, came down with uh, some health issues. Let's put it that way, because I haven't talked with her uh-huh. on what I can say and what I can't Probably say. Right. But um, let's say that she she came down with some health issues. So I was looking around for something to um, be leveraged and add income into um, my life that I could do from home. I didn't want to go out. I'd done before in the past graveyard. I'd done a couple jobs. So is she. Um, I, I was looking for a little bit more time freedom. Um, I wanted stuff that I could do myself that would bring in income, but also um, that would work towards being able to to have my time back because I know how important time is. Money comes and goes. Doesn't matter what you do or what you work on, money comes and goes, but you can never ever get your time back. So I was looking for leverage yeah. and I found it. A, a friend actually introduced me to a, a great network, uh, direct sales, a network marketing company that I'm with, uh, uh, in integrated in health and wellness and beauty. And, and I'm, I'm grateful for her, um, introducing me to that. So I did get a vision when I first saw that, but I, I still wasn't really um, invested. I still wasn't, I I hadn't dug all four feet or two feet in. Um, I was on calls, but I, you know, I wasn't really paying attention. So um, I moved up the ranks, but then I moved down very quickly because I, A, I didn't have a good mindset. It was still very negative. um, And I just didn't have a belief system yet that uh, was uh, where it needed to be. So it probably was um, just before COVID, maybe just a little bit after COVID, and I really found uh, a self development part of it. And it's it's part of this company because it, you have to be um, you have to create in yourself the leader that you want to be um, to lead the huge team that I want to have. And I'm manifesting a, a huge team as I'm I'm building in my self development. But yes, that's the minute wonderful. that I the, the minute that I opened the self-development, which you would say Pandora's box of it, um, <laughs> it completely changed my life um, to, um, I just basically, the, the job that I have, I can subconsciously read or listen, not read, so, um, but I can listen to self-development books um, as, as long as I want. Usually it's a, about between two to three hours a day, if not more, that I'm listening to something self-development-wise that's pushing me forward. So the the big book that I would probably recommend um, to change people's feelings uh, as an adult in dyslexia would be um, Carol DeWittick's book called Mindset. Um, Once I read through that book, uh, and the gist of it is... um, we, we have a fixed mindset and we have a growth mindset and whatever one we feed um, is the way that, you know, we look at the world. And if we f- we're fixed on something, then, you know, we won't be able to accomplish it. But if we have a growth mindset and an abundance mindset and, and lean towards that side, anything and everything that you set your mind to, you can create. Um, you, you have to put the same probably amount of action towards that. I mean, you just can't think it in your mind and you know, you'll create it. You Mm. have to 
think it and keep thinking of it and sending the vibration out, but you also do have to do um, a lot of work towards whatever it is. So in my business, I have to send this a certain amount or, or talk with a certain amount of people. I'm, I'm in the people business to, you know, chat with them and, and see how I can help. And, and I love that part of my, uh, my business every day that I can go out and all over the world, we're a global business that I can go and meet someone in South Africa today, where I can meet someone in Asia to Japan, to Tokyo tomorrow. Um, I love that. I, I love to sit down and be able to, you know, talk over this uh, and you know social media has changed everything in, in our world um you know we can now go on a call and i mean we have with our business we have team calls on mondays and we have team calls on sundays and on those team calls we have people from south africa to australia to the united states to uh, you know um japan if we you know, we have people in Japan, like that's all the places we can build. So those are all the people that we can have on our Zoom calls. So that's an incredible really, thing. You know, I hope this is inspiring people because, and you're not even afraid or shy to be on a Zoom meeting, which is remarkable. I know a lot of <laughs> dyslexic adults are. And that, that sometimes, has come with the self-development. Yeah, when I was you younger, know? honestly, I, I, you know, I had to do speeches. Yeah, you know, I did. <laughs> quivered in my shoes i had to do speeches when i was up in university you know what now yeah. with all the self-development that i do and the like the time that i have created and will create my huge team and when i get that opportunity that i'm able to to share my story on stage at my company will i be nervous of course i will but i will also <laughs> be very grateful for the opportunity yes. that i get to go on the stage and share my story and my story of my wife, because she builds it in, in the business with me too. And I'm very grateful for the relationship that it's created. It's brought us a lot closer in every part of our relationship. And I love the fact that we're a, a power couple building and helping people all over the world to change their lives. It's, it's a, an incredible feeling. So um, that is, we have to, we have to wrap with, this up. Sure. So I was just thinking the inspiration you shared for the audience that they can listen to, um, you know, books on tape and get inspired and not, you know, we need to be lifelong learners. And something you talked about was the growth mindset, which is very popular right now for they're teaching that in um, the Orton Gillingham training programs. One of the courses is your growth mindset. And Perfect. we just need to be positive and know that we can achieve things. We need to, um, you know, I know the Lord leads me in what I'm doing and I can accomplish everything he guides me to do because he will equip me, but we just need to do the hard work with it. Right. Not just, it do, doesn't yeah. just come to our door. Um, final, give me a final couple sentences to the audience and then we'll say uh, goodbye to our audience. You know what? Just, Make sure to just find something in, in your day. Um, I used to be a very negative person before. You'll know, always look at the negative. Oh, this isn't going to happen or that's not going to happen. You know what? Sure, it's all out there if you want to look for it. But just find something that makes you happy. Go about your day every day uh, and wake up and just find one thing. Um, you'll know, put a smile on someone else's face. Yo, you know, you there's so much, 
There, there is so much we could be thankful for. And I love how you're so thankful for, you know, your wife's, you know, reco- in her recovery and how you guys are working together. And we just continue to keep her in our prayers. You know, I'm a cancer survivor myself. And, um, you know, God gets the glory for that. And, and there's plenty yeah. for us to do. I don't know if I'll edit that part out of this video. <laughs> yeah. You just, but, um, you just don't know what someone's going through today. So if right. you can wake up and you know what, put a smile on their face, say, say, Hey, how's it going? You know, just make sure that they kind of remember that, Hey, you know, he was pretty happy today. He, you know, he made me feel good when, yeah, you know, something's fired. happening in my life. That's not. So just go and do that. That It's easy. Just go make a handshake to someone put a smile on their face, you know, say, you know, you're grateful for their friendship. If it's an yeah. old friend, Hey, reach out to them and just say, Hey, you know, I haven't talked to you in a long time. How are you? What's going on? You know, lots have gone <laughs> through a, a bad pandemic. You know, we all have, but it's just the way that we approach it. So uh, I want to thank you for, you know, having me on and uh, yes. you know, I, I hope that this can inspire and, you know, please reach out, you know, through, um, these, uh, I'm, I'm on open book. I'm, I'm always open to, okay. to helping others. So well, if, if I can, you know, I have, I can uh, the, how I met Greg is with, um, on Facebook, I have an Orton Gillingham book. I mean, an Orton Gillingham group. And he reached out to me and I was asking if people wanted to be on the podcast, YouTube. And if anybody else out there wants to tell their story on my YouTube, please reach out to me, find me on Facebook and find my Cintron Orton Gillingham Reading Institute uh, group. So we are a nonprofit. Step-by-step Dyslexia Solutions is a nonprofit. And we give, you know, inspirational stories and, and tips on how to help dyslexic children. If you'd like to learn more about it, you can go to our website at dyslexia-solutions.com. Consider making a donation if you'd like to keep these messages going forward. And also consider consider making a donation to get your child's teacher trained. I have um, an Orton Gillingham curriculum that I've developed, and we use music with a reading program. And kids are making one to three year gains in only six weeks. And so you can learn more about that. If you want to reach out to me at meetmarianne.com, we can schedule some time to talk. But I want to thank you for being with us today. And thank you, Greg, for your amazing, inspirational um, sharing today. Appreciate you so much. Thank you for having me. It was awesome. So take care. Bye-bye now.